Hey, welcome to C3 and thank you for joining us today online, especially if you're checking out C3 for the very first time. Uh, we want you to know that you really do matter to us. And in the life of C3, there's always room in this family for you because your future is our focus. That's why we do what we do. And I want to say uh, Happy Father's Day to all the dads. Man, we honor you. We appreciate you. Uh, we're praying for you. And uh, we pray that this next year, God blesses you in significant ways and uses things that happen in life to draw you closer and closer to him. We're in our third week in the book of Philippians, and we've rolled through how to cultivate a confidence that brings joy into our lives. We've talked about in week two the mindset that creates a beautiful mind and a beautiful life. And today, what we're going to talk about, anyone can do. It doesn't matter if you're in fifth grade or you're 50. It doesn't matter if you have all the money in the world where you don't have to think about another thing or if you're trying to figure out how to pay for your next meal. It doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter your ethnic background or the culture you grew up in. Every single person can do what we're going to be talking about today. And today we're talking about turning on greatness in your life. We move into the second chapter of Philippians and we read this in verse 1. Therefore, if any of you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, he's saying, hey, if God has done anything for you ever, if there's any area of your life where God has worked in your life or blessed your life or done things for you, our behavior should flow from the reality of what we know and what we've experienced. He continues, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and one and of one mind. Now the word love there in the Greek is the word agape. The Greek has different words for love. We, we have one word for love. I, I love football. I love cars. I love my bride. Those are different kinds of love. But, but in the Greek, it breaks it down. So there are different words. And this word is the word agape. It literally means a sacrificial kind of love. A love that puts the needs and the wants of the other person above your own. How, how do you do that? Well, he tells us in verse 3. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others. In humility, value others others above yourselves not looking to your own interest but each of you to the interest of others so he's saying hey if God has done anything for you in life we should do something it should have some sort of transactional process that takes place if God has done anything for you there should be some evidence there should be something we're doing as a result of that and he tells us what it is it's two things two simple things get along with each other, and put others first. There is this expectation in the Word of God for those that are followers of Christ that we're going to make every effort and go above and beyond to get along with each other. No matter what people do to me, no matter how they may disagree, or, or no matter what they may believe, in light of all that God has done for me and in me, we should get along as much as we can. Now, some people seem to have a PhD in trying to make that impossible. 
but, but it doesn't matter how they act or how they respond. Our responsibility is to do everything we can to get along as much as we can and to put others first. This is huge if, if you and I want to experience joy in our lives because remember the theme in the book of Philippians is joy. Joy that we can have in any circumstance. And so there's a joy that comes from turning on greatness in your life, from me turning on greatness in my life. And that joy comes from, in part, getting along with each other, but also putting others first. It, it sounds and it feels counterintuitive. It, it feels like joy comes when I focus on me, when I focus on what I want where I want to go on vacation, the kind of phone I want to buy, the place that I want to go to eat. That, that, sh that brings me joy. But no, in reality, it's the opposite of what seems normal. Do nothing out of selfish ambition, Scripture says, or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others. Our culture says we should focus on how I can become better. I, I should stand up for myself. I should be true to myself. And the idea that I would approach life in a context of you're better than me, very few ever consider someone better than themselves. It's just how we live. We, we focus on us. But living like this, what it does is, is it removes that, that time when you get in the line and someone cuts in front of you and that instant thought is, who do you think you are? Living in humility and valuing others above yourself, it removes the who do you think you are vocabulary from our lives. We are to live as though it's always the other person's birthday party. When you go to a birthday party, you don't expect to get the gifts. You don't expect to be the center of attention. You don't expect to be the focus. You understand in light of the circumstances, in light of the situation, it's someone else's day. I wonder how your life would change and how my life would change if we live day by day like it's someone else's day. If we lived a life of functioning in humility and valuing others. Now, humility does not mean that you're less valuable. That, that's not what humility is. Humility is living in light of the situation, in light of all that God's done for me. If you want to turn on greatness in your life, what is greatness? Greatness is that thing that is above and beyond normal. Greatness is that thing that is rarely seen. Greatness is that level of influence that a few people have, wh where people are drawn to them. Greatness is what causes people, when you walk into the grocery store and they see you, to run to you, not away from you. Greatness is that quality that, that we can't exactly define because there's so many definitions. It's just that, that it factor. And greatness does not have an average annual salary. Greatness does not have a, a, a certain price of the home that the person lives in. Greatness is a feeling that is exuded, that comes from a lifestyle that is lived, where we, we function in humility, valuing others above ourselves. Now, the Bible is not saying that we should devalue ourselves. It's, it's not put yourself down to elevate others. Sometimes we think we've got to do one to do the other. But no, no, no. This is not about devaluing yourself. It's just about elevating others. It's to think accurately about someone else who is created by God and loved by God. And sometimes in life, I think we forget that. 
I think in day-to-day life and in the busyness and the stress and the, the, the chaos and the decisions and, and all the things that we have to navigate and all the different ways that we're, we're pulled literally and emotionally, sometimes it's very easy to forget that every single person we lock eyes with was created by God and is deeply loved by God. And if you were God, how would you feel if someone valued and loved deeply that functioned in humility, valuing others above themselves with others that you've created. Would you not be drawn a little more toward that kind of person? I think about Jesus. Jesus was humble. He always considered others first. When, when you look at his life, but he didn't have a low opinion of himself. He walked around telling people he was God. He didn't have a low opinion of himself. He just had a strength of character and enough strength on the inside and enough security in who God was in his life and, who, and the fact that he was God, he, he had enough security to be able, he lost nothing by serving someone else. He lost nothing by elevating someone else. He did not function like the friend that gets jealous if you get the new house. He did not function like the coworker that gets upset if you get the bonus. He, he was thrilled at everybody else's win all the time and was willing to serve and uplift. If you want to turn on greatness in your life, We've got to get this down. Get along with each other and put others first. John chapter 13, the Gospel of John says, Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and he was returning to God. So he got up from the meal. He's having a meal with the disciples, took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist. And after that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet. If elevating others and serving others wasn't too good for Jesus, then it should be something that you and I do in our lives if we're followers of Christ. If you want to know deep joy, if you want to live deep joy, if you want to live from a place of strength, not weakness, you serve. Nothing brings greater joy than consistently serving. And you know this, those of you that have coached a team or you, you taught the scouts, year after year we notice people that do that and there's no pay. They invest all of these extra hours in a busy world where none of us have any time. And yes, they do it while their kids are there, but many continue to do it long after that. Why? Because intuitively, we're created to know. We are wired to serve. So deep on the inside, whether we think it or not, serving brings joy to our lives, and somehow we know that. Serving adds value to our lives. It reveals a strength of character. So finding joy, as we read the Bible, is not about becoming better at keeping rules. It's about becoming better at loving people. If you want to know joy, the text reveals, if God has done anything for you, if God's done anything for you, get along with each other and put others first. But also there's one more thing. Follow Jesus' example. Follow Jesus' example. It is, in fact, what we call ourselves, Christ followers. We're following Jesus. That means we follow the teachings of Jesus. That means we follow the examples of Jesus. That means I try to do the best I can. And listen, I fall short, you fall short. We can't do it ourselves, but the Holy Spirit in our lives, that man, I, I want to think like Jesus. I want to make decisions like Jesus. I want to treat other people the way Jesus treated other people. I, I want to engage with people the way Jesus did. I want to love people at the level that Jesus did. Notice verse 5 in Philippians chapter 2. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset, as Christ Jesus, 
I, I want to imitate, mimic, adapt to, and bring into my life the, the thoughts, actions, and flow of Jesus. I want to I get to the place that I'm forgiving like Jesus. I, I want to show kindness to those that are unkind. I want to be nice to those that are not nice. That, that's what it's talking about here. And verse 6, Jesus, who being the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled. There's that word again. Humility earlier, humbled now. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. His life began in a trough of wood, and it would end on a beam of wood. And in between, he lived a life of serving. To be a follower of Jesus is to serve. Part of being a Christian is to serve. So today, as you're watching and you're thinking about what we're talking about, are you, are you a follower of Christ? Or let me ask it this way, are you serving? See, you're not living for Jesus, and you're not following Christ, and you're not living your best life and fulfilling your purpose if you're not serving. In Scripture, God calls every single follower of Jesus to serve through the local church. Now, yeah, there's a benefit to others. That's obvious. He's saying, hey, if God's done anything for you, if there's any time in your life, then you and I should live a life of thankfulness through serving. But there's also a benefit to yourself. This is the key to turning on greatness in your life. This is the key to increasing your platform, increasing your influence, increasing the leverage you have in conversations. This is the key to increasing credibility. This, this is what turning on greatness in your life looks like. Notice verse 9. Therefore, therefore, in other words, in light of everything we've just talked about, therefore, as a result, what, what naturally flows from, therefore, God exalted him, Jesus, to the highest place and gave him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Jesus functioned in humility. He humbled himself. He got along with people as best he could. He put others first. And as a result, he got a reward. See, when it comes to our spiritual lives, everybody doesn't get a trophy. That's just not reality. Scripture teaches there is a way to live. There is a way to follow Jesus. Everybody doesn't turn on greatness. Everybody doesn't experience joy. Everybody doesn't get to live their best life because this matters. God means what he says, and he says what he means. And so there is a reward that comes when we live like this. And if you want to experience the greatest joy and live your best life and have the most meaningful relationships and fulfill the purpose for which you were created, to live a life of significance, to be an MVP and a VIP, it happens when you live a life of serving through the local church. Why is the local church such a big deal? Because God in Scripture calls the local church his bride. Scripture teaches over and over this theme that it is the local church that is the hope of the world. There is nothing that has the impact, nothing that has the significance, nothing that changes people's lives, not just
for now, but for all of eternity. Nothing that can meet the needs of a community, both physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually, like the local church. So to truly live a, a great life, you and I have to help others know and feel that they're great. And the greatest way to do that is in and through the local church. But when life isn't going well, when we're stressed, when we're living at a crazy pace, when we're, when we're worried about things and we're, we're busy and we're frustrated, we think, I, I'm just in a season right now where I kind of need to, I just need to take care of myself. I need some me time. And, and, and serving others feels impossible or difficult at, at this time in my life. And, and I've heard people say often in the years I've been a pastor, hey, I know I should serve, but, but now is just not a good time. I'll, I'll do that later. Some of you that are part of C3, you're watching online today, maybe you're traveling, maybe you haven't come back since all that we've been through the last year and a half. By the way, we'd love to have you back. Next Sunday would be awesome. But some of you have been a part of C3 for years and later still hasn't come. And it won't until you decide to truly follow Jesus. It won't until you decide enough is enough I want to turn on greatness in my life. You're building a life of excuses and distractions instead of a life of significance following Jesus. So when you're stressed, when I get stressed and, and we're emotionally tired, we think we need to protect ourselves and, and we just don't have the time or the energy and sometimes even the desire to serve. So we do the exact opposite from what we should do if we want a significant life of joy. If you want to turn on greatness in your life, notice Matthew chapter 20, verse 28. Just as the Son of Man, Jesus, did not come to be served, but to serve. Study after study. It is undeniable and irrefutable. Study after study has been done to discover how to find happiness. And over and over again, we find that nothing gets you to happy faster than serving others. The more you serve others, the more happy you'll be in life. The more fulfilled you'll be in life. You can live a life of joy, or you can live a life of misery. You get to choose. Now, for just a moment, I want to say a word to those of you that are part of C3. If you're watching today and you're not a part of C3, or maybe this is your first time watching, man, lean in, listen in, because in the life of C3, we're very real and we're very transparent. And so you're going to get a glimpse of who we are as a family. But if you're part of C3, hey, if I'm a good friend, and I'm a good pastor. Part of my role, if I'm trying to be that, if I want to be that, is to encourage you. Biblical word, to compel you to take the next step. And not always in the direction you want to go, but always in the direction you need to go. And in the direction the you of the future will thank the you of today for going. What God is doing in us should come out of us and you need to be serving and I love technology and I, I love the opportunity to come into your home and I love the fact that you're connected and engaged but but turning on greatness doesn't happen on a couch it happens in the room and so if you're just if you fall into the habit of just kind of watching every week and that's kind of your flow with C3 you're not going to turn on greatness in your life there's so many things that you get in the room that you'll never get on a couch or in a chair there's a place of significance for you here in the life of C3. There's a role of importance for you. We exist in part to help you discover and to live your purpose. I said earlier, our focus 
is your future. So it's time. No more excuses. Stop the excuses. It's time. I believe we're about to enter one of the greatest growth seasons we've ever had as a church. I believe we're about to reach more people for Jesus than we ever have. I believe we're about to impact our community at a more significant level than we've ever known. We're in the summer right now, but very, very soon, just a few weeks, we're putting things in place to bring more people to hope in Jesus than ever before. Church, we are staring in the eyes of the greatest, most significant days. People all around us are hurting, and they need to know Jesus. They need to find hope. They need to know how to live a life filled with hope and joy. And honestly, honestly, they need to know you. Because you have changed my life. You have made my life so much better. You are a special people. There's nothing like you. And what we have, what we have at C3, it's just too good to keep to ourselves. The kind of church where people believe in you, will pray for you, and will encourage you, the kind of church that is a judgment-free zone, the kind of church where we acknowledge none of us are perfect, in fact, no perfect people are allowed, and anyone can come in, no matter who you are, no matter where you're from, no matter what you've walked through. Hey, Jesus and you, Jesus and you, that's what I want the world to know. And so I'm asking you to get ready. And I'm, I'm talking to all of us, man, you need to serve for you, for C3, for the guests that are going to be coming and are coming now, just in the last two Sundays, just in the last two Sundays, we've seen 10 people commit their lives to Christ in the room on Sunday mornings. That's incredible. And more is coming. A thousand people a day are moving to Central Florida. And God is handing us this unique opportunity to live a life of significance, to turn on greatness in your life, a life that matters, a life that impacts others as we put them first and we pray for them and we invite them and we serve them. So we've got a place for you, whether it's in C3 Kids or C3 Students or Connections or Production or The Crew, we've got a place for you. If you're part of C3 and you haven't been in a while, man, it's time. It's time. You need to be in the room. You need to activate in your life what will set the stage for greatness coming into your life and knowing greater joy than you've ever known. There's so many options, but we've got a spot for you. If you're not serving, no more excuses. This is your moment. So I want to ask you today, set yourself up for the reward that Scripture talked about, that we just read about. If you'd like to serve in the life of C3, just, just grab your phone and text C3SERVE. The letter C, the number three, serve, no spaces. C3 serve to 313131. Someone from our team will contact you early this week. And our team leads know the needs. And here's what we ask. You may have interest, and we'll talk about, man, what are your gifts or what would you like to do? And we'll do our best to put you in that spot. But at the end of the day, the people who lead the various ministries know the greatest needs. And so what we ask everyone in the life of C3 to do is put your heart and your hand to the greatest demand. We may ask you to serve in an area that's not your first choice. We'll get you to your first choice. But right now, we know where the needs are, and we have a massive opportunity coming as we're regrowing and rebuilding. But, but I don't want this just for C3. I want this for you. I want you to be a part. I don't want you to miss out on what's about to happen. But I also know this will enhance your life, your day-to-day -day life, no matter what you're going through in life. So how would your marriage change? If you tried to outserve each other, 
how much more joy would you experience? Parents, what, what kind of legacy would you set in place for your children if they lived in a home of serving each other? If they saw your example of serving through the local church and the difference that it makes? Students, can you imagine the future that you're going to set up for yourself? How you'll go further faster than most people when you set a pace of serving in your life. College students, you get a jump start on true success when you don't wait until you finish school, but you begin serving now. You'll never make a mess by doing what's best. So I'm inviting you to turn on greatness in your life. Your future begins today. And I can't wait to see what God does in you, for you, and through you, and how he grows your life and your future of significance. Would you pray with me? Father, thank you so much for this moment, and I thank you for every single person watching and connecting with us today online. God, I pray your spirit would continue to work in their lives and in the areas they have need. I pray you would minister in those areas. But Father, for those that have been a part of C3, God, I pray you would continue to draw them and they would understand, man, it's, it's time to be back. It's time to plug in. It's time to serve. It's time to, to get up and move on and make something of life rather than waiting on life to happen. With heads bowed and eyes closed there, maybe you know the greatest need in your life is to commit your life to Jesus. You can't turn on greatness no matter how much you serve without knowing Jesus. Like that, that's the key. That's the, that's the tipping point. That's the first step. So if you'd like to commit your life to Christ today, just pray this simple prayer. You can pray it out loud or you can pray it in your heart. Just pray, dear God, I know that I need you. Jesus, please come into my life. Forgive my sin and help, help me to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you just prayed that prayer, I'd love to know that. I want to invite you to just shoot me a text. Just put your first name. <clears throat> Send your first name to 407-487-8311. Because I'll get that list of names this afternoon, and I'd love to be able to pray for you by name today and throughout the week. I'd love to send you a free gift, so shoot us the text, your first name, to 407-487-8311. I hope you have an amazing week, and hey, I can't wait to see you. If you're in Orlando, if you're part of C3, or if you're in Orlando, and maybe you're checking us out, man, join us in the room next Sunday. I'd love to meet you. Have an amazing week. God bless you. I love you.